yeah, unique selling points, Josh. You've absolutely nailed it. Uh, you need something unique about you or you need to look at what is unique about you because we all are unique. And if you're already into collecting baseball cards or if you like um, uh, building mm. things with matchsticks, like incorporate that into your show because you care mm. about it in a passionate way and that passion will ripple through in the way that you deliver that content. And regardless of people like the content or not, they will love the passion and that speaks to people. So uh, yeah, find what works for you in your soul and your heart and double down on that. Just, just push harder, lean into that. They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. What is going on, guys? <clears throat> it's your boy, Josh Norbido, the Norwegian weirdo. All right, it's also Doug Con, Douglas J. Con. That's not even yeah. really the name. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll change Here it. We I'm are. not really happy with my middle name anyway. <laughs> what is your middle name? Uh, well, I don't want to talk about it now that you mention it. <laughs> Oh, you got to tell us now. Now, now we're dying to know. Not my father, give, Dad. If you're give, watching, I apologize right now. I'm not talking about it. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, welcome, welcome to the podcast where we don't talk about things, guys. We're uh, we're here and we're excited to see you all in the comments. Jace, you almost uh, you almost got in a fight. Oh, that yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> do you want to give us a, this is like cutting edge news just give us the uh i know there's so there's the so much more stories about that weekend look we'll we'll introduce our sexy new guest <laughs> and then i'll uh we'll, we'll dive into that a bit later on all right actually he could give you us give us some tips as well on that exactly on how to uh you know be english and fight <laughs> yes so guys this guy he's I, I would call him underground because a lot of you probably haven't seen him before on our channel. But this guy is doing some cutting-edge magic. He's really pioneering the world of virtual magic and exploring and, and getting all the big names. So we have a special intro for him, and we're going to bring him on right now. We have Adam Axford. He is a magician and a wordsmith. Adam mixes visual illusions with psychological experiments, creating a mind-blowing transformative experience. Whoa. Adam uses his extraordinary skills to challenge the way we think about the world and our part in it. Wowing crowds uh, across the globe, quite literally, because he's doing it virtually and he's unbelievable. Now, listen, when I see you, I'm going to give this to you. We'll make sure you get this. It's got to go on your fridge, okay? I love that. It's Adam Axford. What is up, guys? Thanks for having me on board. What an intro. Dude, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. I know um, you're a busy man these days, but how are you doing uh, this morning? No. I have been, uh, I'm good. I'm good. A little bit of exercise. Uh, I caught up on some of your recent podcasts. That was good. Um, yeah, it's roasting hot. I want to get to the beach after this. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's a good day. Good Tuesday over here in Sydney, Australia. Mm, same same uh, state as uh, Jace right now. You guys are neighbors, right? Good to have you up the road now, Jason. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last compliment i'll ever give you jason there's <laughs> a fir first and last apparently <laughs> and last yeah <laughs> so so how would you uh how would you describe your magic adam oh I, I like to wouldn't. the viewers <laughs> <laughs> no that that makes um, sense better to show than tell uh no so i've got a bit of an interesting angle I, I don't really dive in uh nerd style to the magic realm magic world um i mean definitely a nerd in many departments but that hasn't been the one uh though uh of course i, I have a lot of respect and love for uh, magicians of all kinds uh, i like to find some underground people who really impress me in some unique ways of course uh people like darren i absolutely love uh but i got into this when i was like 19 20 i'm at 36 now so about 15 years ago, uh, and throughout my life already up to that point, I've always been interested in these alternative ways of achieving things. And this was reflected within the family business. So uh, when I, before I was even in my teens, uh, I kind of was working with my father doing uh, illegal activities in the realms of copyright stuff. So we were like uh, mainly pirating PlayStation 1 games, just to throw it back. <clears throat> Uh, now, that evolved into PlayStation 2 and then DVDs when the DVD boom came. Uh, and uh, in 2006, he actually got sentenced to jail for these crimes. And this oh, is like, no. like 
me throughout my entirety of school life. So I went to this incredible school. I was really smart as a kid and got into this school. And then I was deviating rapidly from uh, the, the straight and narrow path that they were trying to prescribe for us. Uh, so yeah, I was definitely my father's son in many departments. I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about communicating with people. We were working at markets and things like this. So like the rawest part of interacting for, uh, uh, I, I guess, selling stuff, you know? Um, and little shady deals. In my teens, I would cruise around with uh, polo Lacoste copies in my boot of my car, <laughs> selling them at 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20, whatever. Uh, sunglasses, I was selling trainers, all these things, Tiffany jewelry. I would stop off at like hair salons and cafes and speak to the women there and sweet talk them into buying these little kits. And look, I weren't making bank, but I was hustling. And it was all about ultimately, I've only drawn these dots uh, during reflection in COVID, uh, realizing that I was selling an illusion to people and people were buying into that illusion. They know what they're buying into and they're enjoying the lore around that, the lore, L-O-R-E, not the lore that put that away, uh, or the lore that we are breaking. Um, and yeah, and that was it. So I've always been fascinated with that. And when he went away, I realized uh, I'm going to end up where he is unless I switch up my game plan. I started taking the communication skills I'd learned uh, by working for uh, almost a decade as a young person at international markets in London. Uh, and of course, all of the swindling and little ways of shucking and jiving and, you know, wheeler dealing. Uh, and I legitimized it through a pathway of magic. So here we are. Wow. So that was your weekend. How was yours, Doug? <laughs> Suddenly, no, I feel like an underachiever. <laughs> I didn't have that good of a parental influence in my life. Mine, you know, mine suggested the military and such. I ran well, away you from that like a mission, but that's my story. Well, Doug, you just suggested that was a positive influence. Listen, uh, I love my dad. I don't know. I, I've made good out of what I've been given. I don't know if it was a I good know this now, late, late in my life, not having been a big success, that to be a good successful magician, you have to be a hustler. You got to sell yourself for sure. If you can do that, yeah, you can be a successful true. entertainer. And it uh, looks, you know, from what we chatted pre-show and now, like you've got the whole show going and, you know, you can back it up. So congratulations ah, on the successful pivot. I think it's alchemy, right? You know, turning lead into gold. So I think that's probably my actual skill set in life. And I, I use that and leverage that for, yeah, for doing well uh, eventually in whatever I choose to do. Uh, I don't know, man. You're, you're a grinder. You're a grinder. I remember I'm meeting you grinder, like, what, though, seven Jackson, years ago. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I met you like seven years ago and you refused to get any kind of job except for doing magic, even if you weren't making a whole bunch back then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I moved to Sydney yeah. uh, with a backpack and uh, trying to, you know, succeed in a role where it is recommendation only and no one knew who the hell I was. Uh, so it was a grind. And I, yeah, I totally, I refused to get a real job. I've never had a conventional employee, uh, employment uh, employer. I don't even know how to talk about that stuff. I've never, never done it. Um, but if you do hustle and keep going and don't give up and don't have all those distractions or uh, uh, then eventually, I think if you, if you have your heart in the right place, you will become successful at whatever you do. Uh, it is consistency over time. That's it. That's the key. Mm, and a little bit of luck. A little bit of luck. Yeah. I mean, the more consistent for the longer time, I think the more luck pops up for you. Definitely. If you've got the right attitude mm. then Yeah, it definitely appears. And sometimes the magic of uh, the world shows itself, right? You're like, oh, wow, this is just too good. Someone writing this mm. story for me. So, yeah, I love those moments. Exactly. And And for us knowing who you are and what you've been doing lately, man, like, the stuff you've been doing in the virtual world has been crazy to watch. You know, obviously your your rise in it and your experimentation and stuff. But you know, you don't have to go into the the secret source and that kind of thing. But what was it that kind of like made you so either so curious into virtual magic or like the thing that sort of pivoted you into like, oh my god, all right, here's a ton of work, let's go, and then just you know, head down. Uh, so, uh, like, tw 2019 was my most successful year to date uh, up until that point, you know, and uh, that would be, and I arrived 2014 to Sydney, so it took me five years to really get in a swing of things. I actually had a five-year goal, and I achieved that goal on the evening of, uh, the evening before my fifth-year anniversary being here, so it was so poetic, nice. and, and I really like sort of pushing nice. into the meaning of these things. Uh, and uh, yeah, then I was like, great, this is amazing. So that was like 4th of December, 2019. I'm on a roll, uh, smashed out the Christmas period, had some bookings lined up for next year. Let's take this momentum. I'm going to the moon. 
and uh, and, and then this uh, World War Three started happening, and then Kobe died, and then COVID happened, and then 2020 just materialized as the, all of our hopes and dreams dematerialized. Uh, and, and in that process, uh, I'm very used to, for extended periods of time, not having any money coming in, not having any work going on, uh, just through the nature of only ever pursuing my own endeavors and then not all successful from the jump. So I chilled on it. I was like, it's cool. I've got enough savings to see me through for, you know, a decent amount of time. Let's see what happens. Uh, and I got an email. Uh, actually, a, a friend, Robert Townsend, a magician over in uh, Perth, uh, Robbie T. Shout out, Robbie. Uh, he sort of shout out Robbie. Uh, Robbie said, sort of hooked me up with an email from a client who was asking to connect with family due to lockdown. This was Easter 2020. Uh, and I took it as a call to adventure. And uh, I realized, of course, Joseph Campbell, the cave we fear holds the treasure we seek. So I did this goddamn awful thing of setting up a, a, a five milk crates with my MacBook Pro on top on my balcony uh, so I could stand up to any place I had like a, a room in my apartment at the time. And uh, I remember I had like this whiteboard behind me. I'd figured out how to uh, write isolate in numbers upside down. So we did like toxic and uh, I was just kind of rolling with it. And, and then one thing led to another. I started doing like virtual appearances, 10, 15 minutes for like 50 bucks, 100 bucks, like pittance, stuff that I would I'd move so far ahead of those times, but I was willing to humble myself and start again. Uh, so I have to give credit for that. Uh, and, and it really, I had gratitude for the ability to be able to perform when like 99% of performers didn't have that avenue anymore. Uh, and then it just rolled on and I learned my value and the clients got better. And I think my show got better. Uh, it, it must have. I got a lot of reps in. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a wonderful journey. Um, I'm very blessed to have come out shining from it. I know a lot of people haven't. And uh, if anyone wants advice, feel free to DM me. I'll, I'll do my best to help in the ways I can. I mean, we can tell you've been, uh, it's been getting better because you showed us something just before we went on that, you know, magicians wouldn't think to, to do in their show. You know? <laughs> You're bringing like cartoons to life. It's, uh, well, I was kind of playing around exactly, and I like can talk through that. Like, my my luck is that it won't work out uh, right now. That we're on live, but that's right. This is just work in progress, and it may not go anywhere. Uh, but I wanted to sort of start a routine with a riddle. Uh, I very much love the words. We're going to hear too many of them out of my face today. I'm sorry in advance. Uh, and the riddle was: uh, you can see it and you can touch it, but if you place it in a bucket it will make the bucket way less. So the bucket will be lighter. And uh, my plan was to have this uh, big envelope and then I'd pull out the answer and turn it around, which is of course a hole. It would actually be this hole over here. And uh, my goal with this would be uh, to sort of use it to produce something that had already been chosen. And, and essentially this was the idea. And just being able to go in and, and like reach in and pull something out and, and just be a little bit different, a little bit creative in the process. Uh, and of course, it is just an illusion, and it's like one of those acne holes, and you can uh, peel the hole off the wall. And da -da -da. Nice. So, this is <laughs> this was the idea. Um, and look, it's just something I'm starting out with. Uh, it's just the building blocks, but I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm using it's very cool. That was fantastic. Thank you. I mean, it looks pretty. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, so uh, still need some tweaking, and I could do with more of a routine plan for it, so that. The wonder <clears throat> isn't just the visuals. The wonder is the outcome overall. Uh, but we'll, uh, yeah, we'll work on it. We've got time early in the And will that, be, uh, will that be available on Penguin Magic? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't deal with no. penguins. <laughs> got to be, uh, that's real magic. <laughs> no, 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 a lot no, of magicians no. these days discount the, the, the virtual magician, but exploring the toolbox gives us some wonderful moments like we just had. So mm. thank you very much for showing us all what it can be, right? That what a great moment, and uh, yeah, we're just ah, just doing you. things in new times. I dig it so yes. much. You're very kind. You're very kind. Look, I don't want to uh, claim to be a pioneer at all uh, in this field, but I have uh, borrowed a few things from outside of magic or reappropriated other concepts and ideas <laughs> to put into my virtual show. Uh, and really, like, I could do a whole lot more and rig this room up, you know, but I haven't really gone to that extent. I don't want to make it feel too gimmicky in performance. Uh, but even right now, there are a few things which aren't as they seem, uh, and uh, I really enjoy that. Uh, I mean, an illusion occurs when what we believe 
does not match with what we perceive, right? There's this discrepancy between what we witness and what we believe to be true. Uh, so I, I just like kind of playing on the meaning of that. And even the most subtle example uh, can be the biggest storyteller, you know, like just the simple fake take can be the, the, the best thing to watch for someone if you load it with meaning. Uh, mm. Yeah, it doesn't all have to be elaborate. We've That's got how some, magic uh, should guys. always be presented. Thank you very much. That's awesome. I appreciate these comments. Um, hell yeah. Nice gang. Nice gang. I love the, this platform. Uh, it's wonderful being able to interact with those who are viewing. Shout out to the viewers. It yeah, it's great fun. And uh, and so we had a, Jace is going to tell us a story just before we brought you on. But we thought we'd wait to bring you on because you also, people don't know this, but you're uh, a Krav Maga instructor. Is that correct? Did I get the I right? I am qualified. Yeah, I'm qualified Krav Maga instructor. Yeah. So, yeah I'm taking a bit yeah. of a break at the moment, but um, definitely you, it's been a big part of my life. What's the story, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> Josh wanted me to tell it, but it's, uh, it's just yeah, about like a confrontation when I was doing some street shows. Because with so. great power comes great responsibility. And I think he handled <laughs> you, himself man. well. <laughs> well, I wrote about it all on my on my blog. No, I'm just kidding. It's on my Facebook, which is basically a blog, I guess, for everyone's life. But anyway, I um I was doing a show. I was in the middle of the build and I had uh, you know, like twenty odd people just enjoying themselves. And these three gentlemen approached my table with this kind of like, you know, like toxic sort of stand over you kind of attitude. They just came in trying to make my show their show. So I addressed it early, you know, and I addressed it in a way that was, I wouldn't say confrontational. It was just kind of like, Hey man, look, there's no reason to be, you know, extra. Let's just try and enjoy the show. I'm not going to have you ruin it for these people. Let's just try and enjoy the show. And I moved through it and I get to this part where I go, have you ever seen a coin fall down? And you know what's coming next? And you know, the coin fall up, whatever. And as I said that, one of them goes, no, but I've seen a man fall down, which is like a, a clear threat of violence, right? And so I just set the coin down. He's been <laughs> to just, improv class, hasn't he? This yeah, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped around my table. I got within <laughs> centimeters of all three of them, right? They're all trying to be macho. And it's it was basically like idea. an invitation. I was like, I was like, either do it or go away. I was like, you can't like make a threat and not follow through and then expect to watch my show like the whole way through. So mm -hmm. I was like, either do it or go away. And then sure enough, they, they, you know, tail between the legs and left. <laughs> and then they came back later and apologized to me, which was great. Oh. Came back and apologized. And then I showed them some magic and it was actually a really good experience. Right. I hope they tipped you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. But that, that show that I did was actually um, like a massive show that day. It was incredible. The crowd really enjoyed. Yeah, if you can overcome the, an obstacle out there, the crowd really is your super friend. <laughs> so here's a, here's, a, here's a story I'll share with you, though. This one's a good one. <laughs> so lately we've been having issues with this busker. I won't make any names and I won't say what they do, but they're just bullies, basically, bullying other buskers. And... They decided that they would have a go at me because I'm, you know, I'm pretty new in Sydney. So I guess they figured maybe I'd be easy prey. And they started threatening, like, if, I, if I'm doing a show anywhere near them, when they start busking, they're going to get my license taken off me and all this craziness. And I was like, okay. I tried to resolve it with them peacefully, super peaceful. But I was like, hey, man, look, let's chat about it. We'll see what's going on. Like, if my show's making it hard for you to work, then, you know, we can – we can do something so that we can both make money. There's plenty of money on the streets, you know, plenty of plentiful country. Australia is plenty to go around. And then uh, he's like, no, you have to do what I say, or I'm going to take, get your license taken off you. And he's like going all crazy. And I was like, all right. I was like, I was just uh, trying to work it out with you to help you, man. I was trying to help you out on this, but you're clearly not interested. And then uh, <laughs> yesterday was Valentine's day and Darling Harbor was really busy. And I wasn't even going to go in. I was like, I'll take the day off. I'm going to stay home and uh, relax. And Yuki calls me up. It's my wife for anyone that's watching. Yuki calls me up and uh, video call. She's like, look, it's busy out here. You should come out. And I was like, nah, nah, I still don't want to. I still don't want to do that. You know, I still don't want to go out. And then she sends me a picture of this busker. She's like, oh, he's here. <laughs> of this guy that was like trying to harass me and, you know, bully me off the pitch and stuff. 
And I was like, oh, and I freaking grabbed my gear and I ran from my house to the pitch and I sat up next to him and I did this huge, massive show and completely blew him out like he couldn't make any money. And I did it without an amp. I made sure I didn't put my amp on. I wanted to send a message. And that message was, if you fuck with me, I will set up next to you for the rest of your fucking life and you will never make a cent. <laughs> Needless to say, it worked and he apologized. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a wonderful Jay-Z line from early in his career where he says, uh, to kill a man uh, bleeding is nothing. To kill him whilst breathing is saying something. And <laughs> I think that's what you've done. You, you managed to, you know, destroy inside what's going on and attack the core of the problem um and hopefully you'll learn from it maybe you end up being friends these, these things can happen you know uh he might not have the worst intentions he might just be expressing them uh in a very uh, incorrect Agreed. way but, uh, uh, it's good to allow these things some time uh you know i've certainly been uh, a dick many times in my life and i reflect on those and i think damn i could have played that situation better uh, but hey, this is what we do. This is how we roll. And where personality is, we have to be big, larger than life and unfiltered often. And sometimes that comes out uh, in the wrong way. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you uh, stepped up to the mark, mate. <laughs> yeah, if, I think uh, if, if more magicians did that, we'd have less, uh, less hecklers, do you think? Maybe, but you know, that's all, it's all personality based as well. I don't know that everyone could, of course, of course, could <laughs> conduct themselves like this. <laughs> you know, old Timmy Tutos. That's true. We can't uh, all be Krav Maga and boxing fighters <laughs> in the background. Real. Yeah, my advice in that situation. I mean, it sounds like you've handled it, and I know, like you, you've got absolute um, decades of experience on the street, Jay. So. Uh, you, you know how to handle it. I know you've had to deal with similar physical situations before, which you don't have to get into. But, uh, you know, I know that you're, you're tough and you're weathered. Uh, I mean, good on you stepping up in front of them. I know you probably had like 20 or 30 witnesses, some of which might have had their phones out. So these things can help. Uh, though I'd say do not step anywhere close enough for these people to touch you. <laughs> I feel like distance. Mm. Social distance. Hey, I'm going to get you to keep a distance from me after that remark. Uh, and yeah, uh, just because um, one lucky hit, you know, it could be all over. So, uh, <laughs> not if I'm that close. <laughs> I get, you get, I got so close that in order for him to get a lucky hit, he would have to take a step back. I do you know do, what I mean? I yeah. do, yeah. Like close, yeah. close the distance <clears throat> enough that he can't. It would have been that or a kiss, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a cuddle, yeah. We could have cuddled, could have hugged it out. In which case, it would sure have been peaceful resolution all around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even allowed to shake hands anymore. A kiss from a stranger is <laughs> violating. Contract COVID, not a punch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what we're talking Contract about. A punch? What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's how much dealings I've had with with uh, conflict. Uh, that's that that soft corporate life, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. My buttery Adam's, soft. Adam's uh, tried his hand at busking. No, right. I did. I did some busking in um, 2012, London, Covent Garden. Fuck, that was hard. Uh, I, I remember I had this issue at the time, and you know, I was I was shouting, not speaking loudly, and uh, so I was shouting at my crowd rather than talking loudly with them. Uh, and that's cool. That was one of my first. You know, that was the feedback I got from my first 20 minute uh, busking thing. When I moved over to Sydney 2014, uh, I was like, I know what I'll do. <laughs> so I went and got a table, uh, a few bits of kit, went up to uh, Darling Harbour, uh, went to uh, Opera House vibes, and um, yeah, did did some busking things in 36 degree heat. There's pictures of me online. I like topless dripping shorts. I look terrible. I haven't adjusted to the climate yet. I don't think I have really either yet. Uh, but it was character building. And I just come from this spot of doing like, I think I did like a big uh, like oil companies and banks and investment companies in London. And I was like, great, like I'm on a trajectory. I'm getting in there to spread my message with the people uh, who have a big say over how the world runs. So I felt like a little Trojan horse. Uh, moved over here and then I'm hustling with a hat. And I remember this one woman, she came up after my show and I killed myself in this show. And maybe there's like six bucks in the hat or something terrible. And uh, and she reaches into her coach purse. I'm like, oh, okay. Purse is worth a few, Bob. Reaches, dives around. I'm like, all right, is this gonna be a crispy 50? What is it? And she pulls out a 10 cents and she holds it up to me like the Eucharist in church. <laughs> right? And then <laughs> drops it in my hat. And I looked at her and I thanked her. Uh, not for the money, but really for the lesson, the the, the humility. Mm. <laughs> the body of Christ. 
Uh, and it was that wow. point then I realized that perhaps I was focusing my efforts and energies in the wrong department and I should uh, uh, put them elsewhere. So, um, yeah. The key so is I you did, gave it a go. Yeah. Did give it a go. Did give yeah. it a go. I tried it. Uh, I we've, all, we've all been there. We've all I, been there. I had a tip like that. I had an older gentleman, way older, senior guy, takes out his pocket change and counts out 46 cents. This troubled me greatly. You know, it's like... Why not 48 or why not all of it? But it was 46. That's what I was worth. It sounds like a Gregory Wilson trick, to be honest. Yeah, right? Mm. Yeah, I added this to my show. Oh, you're kidding me. Wow. Hey, I take cards. You accidentally like put the desk in the wrong place, Jay. No, no, but I do make a joke about that just so that people uh, get on edge a little, you know. Very smart move (laughs) in this day and age. Yeah, I make a, you know, I worked on the scripting for it, so it works in the show really well. Yeah, right. It actually turned into its own, like a segment of the show where it's like this comedy moment where I produce right. this FPOS machine and mm. people end up losing their shit, finding Dude. it really funny. And then they feel more comfortable about the idea of using this FPOS machine as well because yeah. because of the introduction. And then, I uh, wonder if you clever. could uh, drum up, uh, if you could like reach in and get your card out and ask if anyone has got their payment card with them and show it and they're going to do an experiment. Maybe you could do something where it's involved in their hands and then you go around with like a change bag or something and gather them. Uh, and I, I don't know, I'm thinking about like a, a roulette with cards. Uh, you know, people <laughs> like to play these card roulette when you want to pay at the end of a night, you know, and everyone mix their cards up and, and whoever gets picked up, they pay. Um, could be an interesting uh, plot. Jace, Josh has got it, he says. Scrap the watermelon. Ready? Scrap the watermelon. Just produce that under the hat at the end. That's all you got to do. <laughs> you know, that would be very funny. That would be very funny, but I don't think it would be as powerful. Okay, do it as a double ender, a double kicker You know what would be ender. even more powerful is if I produce the watermelon, break it open, and on the inside, F-pop, F-pop machine. Now it's yes. awesome. Yes. Now it's or awesome. there's a little part in that, right, where the, where the, uh, the receipt stuff comes out of. Yes. Right. There's a sure little. Is. So it's maybe there's a maybe there's a folded up card in there, and you're like, oh, what's in my shoe? Nothing. Oh wait, no, it's this FBOS machine. <laughs> and then to, inside FBOS machine F-Boss is machine. a card, <laughs> dude. What? I mean, no, brings I it into I, play. I, I think I, I think I prefer just presenting it as a whole comedy piece because I like adding elements to the show that aren't magic related. Okay. What about this? One more. One more. One more. Everything as a magic. I like this shit. <laughs> okay. What about this? What about this? Okay. What about this? Um, now, in case this was the same as what Adam just said, what was the synopsis of the effect you just suggested? Uh, it was like credit card roulette. So you gather some cards from people in the audience and then yes. somehow someone gets selected to pay the tips for all of them. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what, to build on that, what if you set the ATM to $1,000 and then you have one credit card and they put into you know, the, the pay envelope. So only one has the card in it. And then as, so it's roulette, right? But the, um, the risk is their card gets tapped on it and deducted the money. So that way and stab for sure. Maybe maybe I should just do a, maybe I should just have a paper shredder instead. Wouldn't that be more interesting if I just shredded the cards? And, and And then, and then on the, the second last one, you could actually have a sound effect going beep. And then they're like, Oh, that wasn't meant to happen. No, never mind. And then you show that it's actually uh, theirs was left over. These it. are all things that... Uh, These are the yeah. things Josh thinks about when he's uh, pretending that he's a busker. Yeah, like I don't know if that would play well, but that, you know, you'll definitely have that one person watching. Think, this, these are all the reasons... You, man, being, being a street magician and then taking people's cards and pretending to swipe them, you know, borderline oh. scam, probably wouldn't play terribly well. Well, I'm look, honest. these are all the reasons why I was revoked my uh, busking license when I auditioned. So, you know, who am I to offer advice? Uh, you know, you should get back on the street, man. You might do okay. You got some could, original you know, ideas it, there, big boy. I could put a sign saying, I know street magician dude, and then they'd watch the show. <laughs> At least. Well, maybe that, you know, that doesn't have to be a busking thing. It could be a corporate stage show and have the CEO put down their That's card. That's more likely. People aren't yeah. going to cough up their cards on the street, mate. If I, <clears> I give it away foolishly, I'd be on my phone transferring funds out of that account straight away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen yeah, I think before. that could be it. Um, you don't now, uh, up to you if you want to answer this, but we had a question from, from Henry. What's your uh, go-to trick if you're on a video call? 
Uh, I can show you one actually. Now, look, I've got to preface this. Uh, I'm no, no means master and expert in any of these things. I just feel like uh, I have a way of piecing things together in a very palatable way for, for people. Uh, but uh, I do have one. Make a clip this. It, uh, it's actually. Yeah. Ah, cheers. Uh, uh, I can't got no face reactions. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm here with you. This is good. Uh, this one's actually. I need a fresh deck of cards for this. So let's go. Um, nice shorts. Actually, <laughs> yes. cheer, I, I told you it's a million degrees. You're lucky I'm wearing any. <laughs> you're also frozen. Yeah, uh, now no, we're, back, we're back. We're back. We're back. Oh, you still me? got the keepers. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this one is based on how uh, our expectations uh, affect our reality in some way. I feel like a lot of illusions are based on expectations and what we expect to happen, you know. Um, for example, never judge a book by its cover. In life, we tend to do these things all the time. Uh, <laughs> <calm down. laughs> of course, uh, then we have misdirection. Uh, sorry, uh, misunderstandings when we weren't wrong uh, to begin with. We're actually correct, uh, and we do really have the red Ooh. deck. And then people begin to expect, yet again, that the back of these would have all of the pictures and designs we've grown to love on a deck of cards, and that's not the case. They're all blank. And then I can actually uh, sort of prove to you that this is just a simple trick with that pesky blue one and we'll get rid of that. Um, behave, my Siri is uh, trying to speak to me. I must have said something. Um, so now we go anyway, full deck of cards. And what I'm trying to say is we've got a full deck of cards for us to play with. And uh, typically in these positions, I would get one chosen. Uh, so just to make this nice and easy, loud and stop, stop me anywhere, we, anywhere, anywhere. Stop. Stop, look at that machine precision exactly where you stop me. <laughs> uh, so we get one chosen. This is the point where I kind of talk through the acts of the, a magic trick, act one, act two, act three. Act one being, of course, the pledge uh, where the magician shows the things to be ordinary, spreading the cards, letting you choose them, uh, and then ultimately getting uh, a card um, chosen, and we would steal that away. Uh, of course, act two is when the transformation happens. So the magician would vanish uh, the piece, vanish the corner. Uh, this would be the bit where you cut the woman in half, levitate the elephant, vanish the car. Um, obviously, we're just doing a card trick. Uh, and, and of course, act three is the, the prestige. Uh, we've all seen the film. And the prestige is the poetry of the moment. It's the, the coming together. So uh, up here on my easel, uh, I've got the corner of one card. And it is a perfect fit. And it has to be a perfect fit because it is the perfect piece that the have chosen, right? Uh, so here we keep going. Um, I actually like to add an act four to this. I'm a little bit extra. So I take the corner and act four I call the commitment. And the magician pushes that corner into the skin. Uh, and then we end up with this wonderful moment where I get to keep the, the corner. And, oh, damn. Uh, you know, the card I get to give to you guys, and that way the magic can continue. Uh, but actually, they're before me full screen again, <clears throat> because this is one of those uh, illusions that uh, it doesn't end when you think it ends, uh, just because it didn't start when you thought it began. Uh, and you thought it started when I took the, the, the blue deck out of the red box. That's not the case. Uh, it actually began <clears throat> when I took the box <clears throat> off the shelf, because uh, I don't have a, a shelf. Like, I, I really don't have uh, a... Oh, a Jesus. Uh, so there are so many... We can be fooled uh, for our expectations, right? You know, and, and this is a metaphor for, uh, I really, how we interact with the world. Uh, you know, I, we, we, we see a point zero zero three five of the electromagnetic spectrum. Uh, then that information that we visually observe is filtered through our beliefs, our understandings, our expectations, our judgments. We have a clue what's going on. Uh, and we really take things at face value. And uh, that's really not always the case. The so, ultimate uh, ending is if you were like, and now I'm not here. And you just peeled the whole screen off. Great, <laughs> 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 hey, I can do it. <laughs> So, Ken, Henry, I hope that answers your question. That's a great go-to trick. And um, just do that. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that one, but then I, you know, I found it too hard to carry around a wall to stick my shelf on while I was doing street shows. So. <laughs> All right, mate. Dude. Well, sometimes talking to you feels like talking to a brick wall, Jay. So, uh, you've got that integrated. <laughs> 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 <coughs> there he is, Mr. Comedian over here. Dude. That's By the way, Adam, we got a we are, we're having a party on Monday, man. You coming? Uh can we put your oh, address? We'll see you on there. Facebook? No worries. See, see you on Monday. Yeah, just say your address here. That way he'll he will have heard it. That way all 16 viewers will be able to come along. It'd be awesome. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, <laughs> That's cute. He thinks uh, we have 16 <laughs> viewers. <laughs> well, like sixteen thousand viewers. 
it's double the amount of friends. Let's go. Let's go. Now I'll be there, man. I can be there on Monday. That'd be awesome. And Josh, uh, I think you're allowed to fly into state now. So they're about $60 return tickets. So we'll see. You wow. Is that it? Damn. So I might have deep. to make the it's trip. About 80 bucks for buyer and return. Yeah, we'll see you down there, bro. You coming, Josh? Wow. Wow. Josh, yeah, you want your I'll way, see you bro? There. Bro, you <clears> your <throat> way? You can wear your watermelon shirt. Ah, oh, we can be matching. I would love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, I want to say a few things about you guys. Doug, I don't know you at all. I've not met you. I've always uh, enjoyed Doug's amazing. He's the most successful magic guy here. Oh, mate, you, yeah, you really have a wonderful way about you, and, uh, uh, and it's, it's lovely. You're uh, curious, and you have this uh, calm warmness to you, and I feel very safe. Uh, I feel I could hang out with you and chat to you about anything. You know, 12 you inches. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong, wrong show. Uh, Josh, Josh and I, we've met once in person, and uh, you're really kind. You're here for a, a trip to Sydney for a, a, an opportunity, and you made time to come between uh, your flight and, and, and the moment to have brunch with me, and I, I really appreciate that. It was wonderful, uh, and I could tell you're as good in real life, if not better, than you appear to be on screen. You've got your whole vibe fucking polished to perfection. Uh, Jason, uh, we oh, met, no, yeah, really maybe good. six, seven years ago. And uh, no, I want to say there's one thing I really enjoy the most about Jason uh, and, and our interaction is we can have savage banter to the point where <laughs> literally we have had friends in the room with us who had thought we were about to fight. They, they weren't good enough to step in and say anything about this. They just muttered it on messages afterwards. But um, we, they thought we were going to come to blows. And... And I, I guess it blew me away. And I was like, I guess it's just not everyone comes into contact with, with, with certain behaviors and, and that's completely fine. Uh, but Jason and I, we can be like those two dogs in the park who, you, who are wrestling and fighting and grappling, but it's not malicious. But they're doing all the things and we're sparring. And that's- Wait, you've been, you've been friendly doing this? Right. This is very, right. honestly, I'm going to my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's something I really enjoy. And I, I had that a lot in my life back in London. We're very much focused on the banter. Uh, you've only got to watch an episode of the Inbetweeners to see what UK uh, uh, politics is mm. like between friendship groups. Uh, and we're savage. Uh, and with you, Jay, because I think it's the street performance thing in you and the rapid quips and the thick skin that comes from it. We can just chat absolute yeah. savagery at each other. And I'm, I'm mean to Josh that. as well. Josh can handle it too. Oh, oh we've done it back on back. the we've done it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Josh can handle it too, man. Just come at him. There's no shortage of banter around these parts. Good. We need exactly. It. We need it. Put everyone in their place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a busker as well, you got to have some thick skin about everything, really. But certainly out there, it's. You know, no telling what's going to happen out there with your kindred spirits. Hey Josh, am I going to warm up the crowd before you show, huh? Am I? Am I? Huh? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, Adam, what's next in the cards for you? Obviously, uh, you're killing it on the scene. You're doing your thing. You've uh, created a life for yourself that was envisioned many years back. But what's next on the agenda? Are you going to continue doing the same gigs or are you going to try and move into social media a bit more or like, what do you think you're going to do? Uh, I think I found my recipe and I'm just going to refine it. And uh, so this year, uh, what I'm really trying to do is uh, move a little bit more into the focus of my brand and understanding what that is uh, and having more congruence and understandability. Uh, I, I tried to put so much into my work for years that I realized looking back, it was confusing. There's many conflicting elements. I put the multifaceted personality uh, of myself, all my different characteristics on screen, on my website, on here. I'm trying to compress this and condense it down to one thing. Um, <laughs> beautiful little slide there. Doug, I like it. Um, like the way you just carry a, a pocket knife with you too, ready for ready for danger. Uh, so yeah, this year's that. I've got some exciting <clears throat> projects coming. New Orleans. stabbing season, baby. So he's <laughs> protect himself next time he gets uh, heckled physically. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, that's, how, that's how we handle it in New Orleans. We just do it right for the stabbing. Just get it all up. Yeah, I'd hope that they were combs so he could flick it out and then just start grooming himself and everyone would laugh because there's nothing to groom though. He's bald. Yeah. That was funny about 20 years ago. <laughs> That's funny when he had hair. <laughs> Both Josh and Doug can't follow that. They can't do that joke. 
Adam, I'm curious if you don't mind me asking, do you book yourself or do you have uh, agencies that you get your work through to do your virtual shows? How might one uh, approach this arena if you can offer some general advice to anyone interested? Uh, yeah, for sure. So my thing has been relationships with agencies. Uh, I think maybe 60 or 70% of my work comes direct. Uh, and then the other 30, 40% uh, comes through agencies. And the thing with the agents, especially some of them, I, I know Josh and I, uh, I think we're on the same roster uh, for a nice big agency over here. And that really helped me elevate how uh, I, I perceive my own value. Uh, so mm. uh, it is this crazy thing. People telling me for years and years, ah, oh, just charge more. You got up your fee and charge more. And I just, you always have this guilt attached to it. And it was so difficult yep. to really do it. And I'd do it in little $100, $150 increments each January, maybe July, and I'd up it here and there. Oh, mm. can I squeeze an extra 50? Can I squeeze an extra 100? Anyway, when I finally managed to integrate my value <laughs> into my pitch uh, and understand that, now that is not an issue. And through uh, hopefully like elevating the perception of what I'm able to, able to offer, uh, like, like I kind of uh, put out there that I was like Australia's number one virtual performer and all of these things, completely right. unquantifiable. However, I had to live up to that benchmark that I was giving yeah. myself. And mm. it pushed me to demonstrate value in many ways. And it might not be like the best show in the world. I might not be the best performer. I might not deliver my <clears> ideas <throat> the best. However, the overall package and the way that I was delivering value to the team, um, I would do a, a, a short 30-second preview video promo in my studio. What's up, guys? Uh, this, this is for the team at AWS in Stockholm. I'm going to be joining you guys on the 25th for uh, an interactive show. And I'll be doing some visual magic in the process of that. Uh, and send that to the clients. So they've got that. Right. Uh, then we would give them the Zoom link. Uh, then I would do packages. I'd send out a couple of packages per show to key members of the team. Even international, I'd organize for this to happen from the person who was booking me, and they would work with me to, uh, uh, let's say, like uh, shuffle something in the right way and deliver it to a member of the team. And all of these things were adding value. And afterwards, send them a recording, private YouTube link of the show, uh, and uh, I would have custom footage I would film uh, with reveals in it that I'd put in the show. So there was lots of effort, and that was the yeah. value that I was offering. And uh, it was it was nothing for me, really. I put the work in, and it was great fun, and I felt like I was earning the fee that I was charging. Well, and you say it's nothing for you, but mm -hmm. dropping something like a custom video with a corporate logo or any that doesn't happen automatically. You know, it is a, it's a definite value. That's I can see why you're successful. Hey, bro, could you stick your shelf back on the wall, please? It looks a bit weird sitting on there. <laughs> is it tripping you out, mate? I'll do it for you. You just want to see my lovely shorts again, don't you? There we go. That's there it. We I just go. want to see those legs. <laughs> hey. That's why That's big brands like uh, hasn't Google, seen sunlight in years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason why Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Adobe, all those big names are booking Adam, and it's because of his shorts. <laughs> That's what we appreciate. Not to I'm thinking there's some good misdirection there, misdirective opportunities. You know, mm. everyone's going to be looking at those legs. You can get away with anything in the upper half. I think that's there. what got me the first time. Yeah. Uh -huh. let, let me ask this. I was staring at that ass. I, I, I think this shelf. is, Jace, I think this is a this is part of a trick because later he's going to get up and he's going to have full on like red tight jeans on. And uh, nothing on. Watermelon wearing a dick sock. Watermelon leggings. That's what I need. Just watermelon stand, leggings. Stand up with nothing but a dick sock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's Bro, what we're going to do. I quite hear it, but I know the vein of your comedy in general, Jason. So, oh, yeah. Um, well, I'll try and guess then if you didn't hear it. Well, I think uh, vein was the key word right there. Vain. <laughs> vain. <laughs> Not vanity vain, a different kind. I get it, right? Yeah. Who's a real wordsmith here? It's you, Jay. <laughs> Wait, when you say Jay, do you mean Josh? <clears throat> well, I'm a wordsmith. It's one syllable. You don't deserve the two, Jason. Oh. Jay, Jay, and Doug. <laughs> My goodness. Right, but yeah, so great. so you've got the plans now. Everything's wrapping up for the our hero, Adam. So, I, I uh, want to get out and make a, an episode. This is something that uh, I, I've... It kind of been yeah, we need to go on the street, wanna... film some street magic, man. Mm. Let's go and a do little it. bit of that, but yeah, and no, I want to do uh, a pitch for it. This was ready to go in May, uh, June last year, and then Lockie D came into place for those four or five months stuck at home, and it just became too intense for us to even like break the rules to get out and meet people and do things in studios or whatever. So uh, yeah, I've got a plan of uh, really pushing the wordsmith vibe. Uh, so I'm toying with either wordsmith as the uh, title of the the show. Uh, this will be for hopefully for TV, I mean, not TV, stream platform or, or wherever it goes. 
probably end up going nowhere. But often it's the who you become in the pursuit of that that's helpful and other opportunities will come from, uh, you know, the, the mm, endeavor. Absolutely. Uh, so it's the pursuit of perfection that enables us to grow, not perfection itself. So keep pursuing perfection and you'll grow to fit that. Um, and that, yeah, so either magic words or wordsmith. These are the two things I'm playing in. And it will purely be about the way language and uh, communication shapes our reality and how we can use that to read others, influence others, make predictions about the future, assessments, etc. cetera. Um, so, yeah, kind of like a revised Darren with a little bit more of a focused aperture specifically mm. on physics. Right, now just let's switch it, gears. Just... What linking rings routine do you like the most? <clears throat> do you like the linking rings, bro? <laughs> I mean, I mean, he has a linking ring shirt, so he loves it. Absolutely, yeah, it was on it. It's in our thumbnail. Shirt. What a nerd! Yeah. Oh, I do. I've got the Venn diagram on my on my t shirt, don't I? Yeah, that is a linking rings routine, and they're black too, just like my Masado rings. Uh, so. Uh, perfect. Uh, look, mate, I, I don't focus on those type of magic so often. Someone like Jason flourishes in that department and it's beautiful watching his work online. Uh, oh, I just got a subscriber. Boom. There, we there go. it is, that the linking, uh, linking shirt. Boom. Available uh, at amaxwood.com.au forward slash merch. Uh, I haven't built that page yet, so I probably never will. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to buy it too. Um, yeah, like if I ever run... Uh, stop me in the street and ask me like where i got it and like it's kind of nice compliment you know some weird idea get it printed and people ask you about it but, um mm. yeah, yeah well, you got that shirt out. printed yeah 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 there's a printer's nearby and i've done a whole bunch of work with them uh, i figured like uh, i used to wear other people's brand names on my t-shirt like i was like paying to advertise for them uh so now i just started like designing my own things if i want a logo or design and i wear my own thing mm. and i'd rather like you know be advert for your own vibe in your own direction and step into that and uh, yeah i'm sure ralph lauren's doing fine without my help so this is, this is yeah. very sorry josh would you like me nice. to let you get a word in <clears throat> no no it's fine it's fine at least the right person is doing the talking ah <laughs> 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 uh, love you i'll limit to one word answers from now on no no, no, no this please. is this is good i was, this I was is just good. interrupting josh intentionally to try and upset him but it didn't work Dude, yes. that's the least you could do to upset me. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most I could do? Uh, I don't know. Teach a rubber band trick I love so much. I don't know. Just off the top hey. of my head. <laughs> no, well, you could, about, um, you know. I was just about to release my new Rubik's Cube tutorial, man. Oh, good. So, uh, I, I, I call it Josh's, <laughs> Josh's Got Talent Act Revealed. <laughs> It'll do well. I mean, the first video didn't do so well, but maybe the reveal will. That's possible. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but no, we're all uh, we're all good friends. Anyway, so Adam, you guys, uh, you were talking about how um, in, no one got that joke. Right, oh, I have the power to fine. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a glitch, anyway. but you just excluded Jason. No. From that was deliberate. I like it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, well, you know what they say. How does it feel, Josh? You feel, feel like powerless? I have a lack of power here. <laughs> Thanks, bro. What is happening here? Always remember that I have the power too, Josh. I've hacked into this server. <laughs> because I gave you the power. Yeah, exactly. And I'll never change relinquish the password, it. Josh. We haven't... Uh, uh, change the password. <laughs> it's a password code. <laughs> no, he's, there's no password. He's, we're, we're stuck for life, Jason and I. It? So Sucker. there's no password change. Yeah. Look, Doug and uh, Adam have a have a uh, link, which is New Orleans. Uh, we didn't dive into oh, it yeah, yet on we the podcast. But uh, do you want to lead us in? Adam, lead us in. Yeah, I asked Doug where you were from, and then you please like tell us, Doug. Oh, yeah, I'm from New Orleans. New Orleans, Louisiana. Awesome. Uh, at which point I, I was like, you know, obviously thinking of stuff we might be talking about. One of my favorite artists, music artists, is a hip-hop artist. I'll share his name in a moment. Uh, but he's a magician. And he's not a magician as in he practices magic tricks. He's not a magician right. as if he performs magic tricks for people. He's a magician in the purest sense, in the way that his entire career, and he's almost mythological. I, I know he exists because I met him in 2009 and I had a photo and my camera phone was so bad in the dark that I could barely make anything out. So that, right. that image is long gone. Uh, so even the evidence has dissolved. Uh, but... Yeah, he has created his career and, uh, in a way where in 2005, uh, a track came out online called Act One, The Pledge. And it was a 15-minute video 
mainly uh, no drums, four different beats that would change. And during them, there were vocal snippets from movies, different bits from speeches, uh, really interesting concepts and ideas. And connecting those were four verses, one per, uh, one per beat. And they were very contrasting in how they felt. And it's a masterpiece. It's 15 minutes. Right. It's called Act One, The Pledge. The artist is called Jay Electronica. And uh, some people may have heard of him. He actually got signed to Jay-Z's label, Rock Nation, in 2010. And we were anticipating his album, Act Two, The Turn, to drop mm. in 2012. And it didn't. And during this moment, he ended up uh, dating uh, a Rothschild. This was a dude who was from uh, New Orleans. <clears throat> and uh, he was homeless after Katrina and just literally went broke to New York, was sleeping on trains. And then he kind of managed to make his way up to a level of underground recognition. And within four years, five years, he was being signed by Jay-Z, uh, one of the most successful uh, musical artists of all time, Jay Electronica. So uh, in this, Act Two, in typical Act Two fashion, never arrived the album the project the thing that we were and he's like a messiah of the hip-hop purist community and we were like we can't kind of get enough of this this guy would like rap like a prophet over a beat with no drums and just deliver this message to the core of your soul he's incredible uh you won't find much of him on the streaming platforms uh so you got to dig deep and, and find the gems uh but act two the album eventually in 2020 hackers found an unfinished version they put together about five or six thousand dollars that's it to overcome some legal issues and then they leaked this album out on the internet so i oh, have wow. it actually. wow exactly and i've listened to this so often it's beautiful it's incomplete uh it's unmixed but even in its incomplete way it is one of the best musical experiences i've ever had and i will throw it on start to finish and not look at any screens and just enjoy it and take it in and it moves me it's it's transcendental right it, it 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 bridges this gap between art and soul and it is just uh so i'm waiting for act three at some point uh maybe that one will actually get released um yeah for a legitimate platform so wow. does he have a platform where he would address these issues of people do uh, uh, vanish for two period? years on end he would disappear he would go he's like a a, a, a vagrant like he just travels around and lives like a, a like a, a, a gypsy for one of the wow. better word uh, but he has a baby with erica badu she's an incredible neo soul singer she came onto the scene i think in 1996 uh and she's uh, an album baduism uh, just turned 25 uh, she's incredible and she has a baby with uh, andre 3000 with common these are all like my favorite rappers so this girl was like an alchemical uh, princess yeah. who just transforms right. these princes into kings on the mic and uh they had a thing and um, yeah, I just fascinated with him and, and the absence of information about him creates this mythology. And when we do get something from him, uh, we cling on to it and treat it with the respect it deserves rather than yeah, one right. listen uh, and, and never again. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I'll look it up. I'll take a peek and <clears throat> listen for sure. Probably the biggest yeah. influence on my magic career has been that guy's music and his career wow. in general. And I All think right. if I could somehow create the feeling that I get about him and his art in the mind of someone else, even if I can get 10% of that at some point in my life, then I would have achieved greatness. Uh, cool. So, uh, yeah, it's a high bar to live up to. And it's underground, just as, as Josh suggested that I, might, I may be at the beginning of this pod. So. Yeah, right. I mean, for you to talk it up that much, you have to check You're it out. Underground now, now you bro. Know. Yep. Yeah, I, I start with <clears throat> Act One, the pledge on YouTube. You'll find it, fifteen-minute version. Throw it on and listen, or you maybe can find okay. like an eight-minute version with all of the uh, extra noises and clips sort of compressed into just the verses, and then you'll get the journey quicker. Uh, wow. But uh, either way, fifteen minutes of your life, uh, switch off your screens, put it on, and see if you're moved. Um, yeah, amazing character. Count me in. Mm, wow! Done. <clears throat> um, Good vibes today. Yeah, I'm just uh, that. That was great. If only we had now ended the pod by like now playing that 15 minute act. You know, <laughs> I, I do a yeah. sneaky. I because a lot of his music hasn't been officially like uh, released. I can get away with taking like instrumental pieces and I'll place them often uh, to the background of some of my promo videos and clips uh, mm. because it means a lot to me. It's beautiful music and uh, no one knows where it's from and I don't get flagged. <laughs> so, that's amazing. Uh, that's I just homage. use Epidemic Sound. Yeah, that's another option, Jay, for sure. I will borrow your pass password. Uh, Surprising <laughs> the bigger... It doesn't work like that. That's the sad thing. <laughs> Sorry, Doug? 
It's surprising the labels haven't sold his stuff, right? They're just that true to the artist. Like Jay-Z well, has got enough money. He doesn't need to sell this music. Like, I think there was some severe conflict. So what happened is this dude, he began a career where he was like very much uh, like he had like a line, like shooting at the Rothschilds and stuff like this. He was trying to bring back the, bring down the global banking system and overthrow mm. the evils in, in the, the shadow governments and all of this. So uh, he was really pushing these concepts, these ideas, which is just absolute candy for me. I love this yeah. stuff. Um, mm. But uh, with that, uh, I think, I think he screwed up his own career for commercial success by yeah. being anti-commercial. And I don't think he wanted the career. He just right. creates yeah. art and he doesn't care. Right. He does okay. it. He's not doing it for that. He, he does it when he's ready. Mm. It's on his time. Right. Uh, and uh, that was it. But uh, around that time, 2011, 2012, he moved to London. Uh, he was recording an album uh, with uh, Round Table Records, which is owned by Kate Rothschild, the heiress of the Rothschild dynasty the World oh, Bank owners, the IMF right. owners. And he ended up, she was in a, a relationship for 15 years since she was a kid with this dude, Ben Goldsmith. The word Goldsmith might ring a bell too. So he's the heir to the Goldsmith dynasty. And these two were in a marriage with three kids. And then Jay Alec was recording music with her and they had some affair and it came out on Twitter. And I think they pretty much blacklisted him from having commercial release for a long yeah. time. Sounds uh, about he upset, right. He upset the wrong rich people, yeah. Yep. Well, at least they let him live. Jesus, I know, I know. Yeah, right? So that's, that's crazy. Just be my. Oh, I think wow. just be my main talk. I'm going to add this talking topic to my uh, to my agency options. Uh, yeah, like look, environmentalism, uh, the, futurism, and tech. Uh, J Electronica. Uh, <laughs> the viewers are enjoying it, man. Adam uh, Adam has an awesome way with words. I mean, that's one way to put it. Absolutely. What do you prefer? You know, you you've obviously been very creative with the virtual world but what are you finding you enjoy more man live or virtual like uh i get the energy either way the the and i, I one thing is a live show is less exhausting uh, a virtual show is more exhausting for sure and i feel that is because there is more of a uh a give and take from the audience when you have them there and i can speak quietly i can allow silence to permeate the room uh i can read the room but on virtual I can't do that because firstly, everyone's on mute and I've got a few people on screen with me or whatever We're like this. So I have to beam my energy into the screen. I have to set the cadence. I have to be this guy. And uh, who I've developed as a performer uh, for virtual is just like a high, more hyper focused version of live and it, and it flattens me. So um, bring back the stage gigs. Mm. I've got one next week in Melbourne. So uh, that's for the university. So uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Teach them a thing or two. Yeah, hopefully. It's all on environmentalism. So that's it. It's uh, uh, an environmentally focused magic and mentalism show for the uni students. So, uh, yeah. Would yeah, you say it's cool that. and cozy? Environmentally friendly? <laughs> Is it? In- <laughs> what? That, that, cool that's the thing that, um, you know, when we back when we had Chris on, on the pod, he mentioned, you know, a lot of the, the top magicians are, are being recognized because they have uh, a point of difference. And I think Adam's found a couple of those, you know, uh, being recognized as a wordsmith and as an environmentalist. These don't just actually environmentalist. That's right. Enviro. I was looking at that, trying to figure out the. Please don't be uh... the proper pronunciation. <laughs> I think I could I have hate... just yeah. the, dropped the N, and if I did Enviro Capital Mentalist, it would have been amazing branding, better than it was. But yeah, that was a cool idea I lent into 2018, 2017, 2018. I really started pushing some more of my passions, taking care of this beautiful country, for example, uh, beautiful planet, and putting these ideas of environmentalism, recycling, sustainability into my work. And then that guarded me a whole bunch of gigs with local governments. I, mm. I think I took about a third of my income that year from sustainability budget from local councils. And nice. they booked me to come and do an event. And I'd roam around. I'd do magic tricks that were just like loosely themed towards that messaging. And people really liked it because it's a, a depressing topic. And I wouldn't talk about the depressing side. I would empower people with positive feelings and their ability to transform the world. We all have that power. Uh, so, yeah, unique selling points, Josh. You've absolutely nailed it. Uh, you need something unique about you 
or you need to look at what is unique about you because we all are unique. And if you're really into collecting baseball cards or if you like um, uh, building mm. things with matchsticks, like incorporate that into your show because you care mm. about it in a passionate way and that passion will ripple through in the way that you deliver that content. And regardless if people like the content or not, they will love the passion and that speaks to people. So uh, yeah, find what works for you in your soul and your heart and double down on that. Just, just push harder, lean into that. You heard it here first, folks. Any any other last words you would distill with our fellow magicians watching? Distill? Distill. Is that the word we're nice. going with, Josh? Distill? Nice alchemical I'm, try, I'm trying to match Adam's <laughs> level, you know what I mean? <laughs> I want him to permeate the word Smith and Adam. <laughs> I want him to permeate the room unlike Jason is doing in his room. Someone turned up to, to biology class. I like it. A selectively permeable membrane. I remember that. Yes. Class. But, They're all so, very uh, pertinent words. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. No, I do. I do have one. What makes I good trick? Well, what makes that's, good what trick? <laughs> that's better. Random, <laughs> random caveman noises. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I begin my show with this message. Uh, so uh, this is something I'm very much pushing and everything I've worked towards now. is. In fact, hang on. Can we just get fun. you to do the whole show now? That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got but something you've only to got, show uh, you in a minute, you've... Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, the, the final thoughts would be this. To remember the, the magic word we all learned as a kid, abracadabra. Uh, it has... 2,000 years of history, and the word translates from ancient Aramaic into as we speak, we create. We shape our reality with our words. The world is made of language, of communication, of code. Our DNA is like software which creates its own hardware. You, you have a seed. The seed contains the information, the words, the language, which builds the tree, which fruits and creates more seeds. It's a linguistic journey, all of it. Focus on the words in which you choose to think and speak, and you can transform the world into how you wish it to be. Abracadabra. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.